0: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Here are the secrets to working at SIR. The girls just now are very catty. They like new, tall, cute boys. Of course. All of the girls... If they haven't already, are probably gonna try and, like, hook up with you because you're really good-looking. So I'm divorced. I don't know if you know that. No, I do not. Not a big deal. Doesn't define me. Oh, wow. this episode's bad bitch quote comes from none other than sheena marie shea it's a vander emergency a pump emergency a jiggy emergency stop Yulin forever i don't know vander pump rules is back for season eight and i just had to talk about it um they are hitting things right out the gate i think answering a lot of questions that we wanted to know um a lot of people were concerned about season seven well not concerned about but i think it was probably the least like least liked season of the series so I think a lot of people were concerned about season eight and I have to say I think this is like all things considered a pretty strong start to season eight um I think there were a lot of you know um questions about how are they going to address the fact that they are now rich slash wealthy people how are they going to address the fact that pretty much nobody works there anymore how are they going to address the fact that they live in these beautiful houses they don't live in Wee ho anymore um you know and how are they going to navigate the new cast members so i think we got answers to all of that and i'm satisfied so let's get into it We open up, you know, very Vanderpump fashion. Tom and Tom, Sandoval and Schwartz are um, riding in Tom Tom on the motorcycle in the sidecar. Sandoval's outside just saying a big fuck you to climate change and spraying the shit out of his hair with a can of hairspray that looked like a can of, like, What do you, what do you, oh my God, I'm such a nerd. I live, I've lived in New York 10 years now and I can't think of spray paint. It looked like a gigantic can of spray paint. Um, but yeah, it was for hairspray. Um, very typical Tom fashion. I'm a Sandoval head. I love him forever. I, he can do no wrong in my eyes. Um, we get a straightaway introduction to two cast members, Dana, and Max, um, they both work at TomTom. However, Dana is going to be transferring over to Sir, and Max is TomTom's manager. We get a scene of he said she said, where the Tom Sandoval had gone out with Max and Dana and a few other people the night before. Tom asks Max what he did after Tom left, and Max says, "Oh, I just had a couple drinks and went home." Then we find out from Dana, who's gossiping with a couple of other people, that she also had some drinks and went home but she went home with max and they hooked up um so yeah yeah i'm here i'm here for it already (laughs) um over at sir we get queen raquel and i say queen raquel honestly not even ironically um i think she is a fascinating human being i have questions about whether or not she's a full human it's just like a fembot situation Is this, like, a Sophia the Robot? I don't know. I don't judge. I just want the answers, you know? Like, I, you know, I'm just, I'm curious. That's all I'm saying. Um... She is a server, and then we have Jax, who also apparently still works there. He claims that he's trying to pay for the wedding okay, I'm guessing all that spawn con isn't working for him um, and then we also have, like I said before, Sheena is also there, so we have raquel, Jax, and Sheena um, the We also meet Brett, who is working at Sir, and the quote comes from. Uh, Sheena talking to Brett about this. We find out that Brett had hooked up with Sheena but we also find out that Brett, or that Sheena had hooked up with Max. So we're also getting a crazy web that's being woven. This is a perfect thing. Very season one season two Vanderpump Rules. Just a very complicated not even a triangle. Kind of like an oblong shape. A web very close tree of like incestuous friend hookups here. So we have dana who is hooked up with max and we have sheena who is hooked up with brett and max loving this um lisa walks in in her finest couture from the paula poundstone collection i don't know why lisa insists on wearing these like I don't they're not even ties you can't even call them a bolo it takes up a lot of space in her decolletage um there's a lot of satin a lot of ruffles there's gemstones I'm not even gonna call them Swarovski crystals because some of them look pretty dull I don't know what's happening with her outfit but if we could just like take it out of the Elton John tour collection I would love that Anyway, she is talking to Raquel. Lisa says that Raquel basically kind of, like, beat her down into getting a spot at Sir. She asks her, um, how James is feeling about her Raquel working at Sir now. Then we get a little flashback. And this is all we see of James the whole episode. I gotta say, I missed miss my little spot of English tea, um... But hopefully we get a lot more of her, him in the future. Um, Raquel says that James is having a really hard time with her working at SIR. And that basically it's like every time she puts on the outfit that she that it's like taking out your luggage before you go on vacation and your dog's looking at you like all pitiful. Um, she says <laughs> that this is her 16th shift at SIR and that she's feeling very prepared because... Um, her pageant life, as you know former Miss Sonoma county, has really prepared her to work in food services, so <laughs> if you guys are wanting to get into that hashtag pageant life, this is <laughs> maybe the best you can be. You can't be Vanessa Williams, but maybe you can get sixteen shifts at her you know um then we get sheena talking about how basically none of the other girls work there ariana's out britney's out um stassi of course has been out and katie no longer working there um then we find out that sheena and brett kiss and we get this talking head of brett talking about the situation that basically they were partying with a bunch of people sheena invited him and I think a couple other people back to her house to play a sexy little game of categories and that um, Brett says quote it wasn't what I thought about it wasn't what I thought it would be nothing against her and then the producer asks like are you saying that she was a bad kisser and he goes I am <laughs> so Brett well Brett and Max I think are not cute they don't do it for me at all they look very much like they found each other at like an imagine dragons audition like were they both trying out to be the tambourinists in um maroon five i don't know is this like what all guys in la look like i don't know um but I did appreciate his honesty, and I do think we're going to see a lot of mess from Brett, and I'm, I'm here for it. Um, back at TomTom, Tom, we have Dana and Max are kind of awkwardly talking about the hookup. He tells her to keep it on the low because even though she's about to move to Sir, he's still technically her boss, and like that's just not a line that he would normally cross. Then we're at Sir, and we have Jacks talking about how, basically, Sandoval has been ghosting him. And that he tells, he shows his attacks. Uh, he was saying, basically, he had a situation. He, he had, like, a pre-bachelor party to his official bachelor party. Because some of his, like, back home friends were not going to be able to attend. So he was going to have, like, a trip to Miami. Tom Sandoval, we get another, like he said, he said, Tom Sandoval says that, like, it was Mother's Day weekend and that he went home because he had not seen his family in a long time and that he decided not to go to this vacation because he wanted to spend time with his mother on Mother's Day and that basically next thing he knew, Jax was telling him that he could no longer be, uh, uh, you know, oh my God, he, basically he was demoted from groomsmen, um, that he couldn't be best man with... Schwartz so now Schwartz is going to be the only best man and that Tom gets demoted to groomsmen Uh, Jax also says that like Tom has been not he's been texting and texting him and that Tom's not been responding and hold on to that for later because that comes up um then here's here's a question and this is a question that I've had a long time since Sheena dated Rob, Rob Valletta. Does she not have like a throat polyp? Is there like a scene that I missed? Because I feel like every time she talks, it's a struggle. It seems like not even just like a bubble. It seems like there's something tangible in her throat. And I know she's like a hashtag 420 girl. I don't know if she switched over to vaping, but like there's something going on in her throat. I don't know if she doesn't know what coughing is. It bothers me. And I don't, Understand why nobody talks about it. Anyway, um, then we see Stasi and Bo. Um, that's maybe a bad thing to say because we find out that Stasi's grandmother had passed away the night before. <laughs> However, I just am going to say that I feel like Stasi and Bo are going to be the least important part of this series, I feel like I have never trusted Bo. I have always felt like he was a bit of a ham, a bit of an opportunist. He always kind of rubbed me the wrong way. I don't think he has, like, bad intentions, and I do think he loves Stassi and wants to actually be with her, but I think there's a lot of performative things going on, and I just don't like a performance, okay? I don't love it. Um, Bo... No, Lisa, sorry, comes up to the table. She excuses Beau so Lisa and Saucy can have a little one off. Um, Lisa offers her condolences and asks about Kristen. And then we find out that Kristen and Katie and Saucy have had like an even bigger fissure in their relationship than from the last season and from the reunion it seems like the crux of their situation with Kristen is the fact that they feel like Kristen is lying to them when it comes to Carter. Um, Kristen has broken up with Carter. So she says, apparently she goes to Katie and Stassi and confides in them about all these things. And like, is really emotional about her relationship with Carter and how Carter mistreats her, takes advantage of her financially. Um, how he's still living in the apartment that they share, despite the fact that they had broken up, that they're still sleeping together. And so basically, Saucy seems annoyed because she feels like Katie, or Kristen rather, is not being honest about the the seriousness of their relationship. She just thinks, like, if you're going to complain about it all day, like, don't be having him in your house, don't be sleeping with him. Understandable. However, I think the annoyance with it is where it gets a little bit immature. But we can go on to that later. Um, yeah, and just Saucy feels like she's being lied to by Grestin, which I think is like a silly way to put it. Um, then we get Saucy saying in a talking head, she says, I don't know that the person that I'm hopefully growing into can be friends with the person who's not growing at all. Is Katie growing? What's Katie doing? Is Katie working on her personal growth at all? Is Katie in like a a happy relationship? Or has she just learned to not complain about Schwartz anymore? Is is that what you guys want? (laughs) For you guys to all just be in shitty relationships and not complain about it? Because that's what it feels like. Um, It doesn't feel like Katie and Stassi want Kristen to be happy. It seems like they want her to leave them alone. Anyway, um so yeah they're packing in the next scene to go to Stassi's grandma's funeral then we get a whole bunch of things about like Stassi being morbid and talking about like when she gets when she passes away that she wants like doppelgangers of her passing food and that she wants to be like stuffed and and how Sheena's gonna like take selfies I don't know this like whole like morbid Stassi thing just is like so basic to me I don't I'm not really into it um, they will be missing Tom and Katie's housewarming, and then Sassy throws a little shade about Tom and Katie, Ariana and Tom, and Jit, Brittany and Jags all basically buying the same home. They all live pretty close together. All their houses do look pretty the same, but I think that's pretty standard for, like, newer houses in California. They kind of all have that, like, modern feel, right? I, I don't know. But they then we get um, us going from West Hollywood over to the suburbs of Valley Village, California where everybody lives now. Um, Jackson and Brittany are outside. She's putting pillows, putting pillow covers in the pillow. on It's hard! And then Jax is mowing the lawn because, yeah, surely they don't have a gardener. Um, then we get um, Ariana and Tom, and they're kind of, like, having fun. Their house is still, like, pretty empty, but they're, you know, like, just talking. Um, and then we say, like, Sandoval feels like Jax is trying to one-up him when it comes to the house. So, basically, that, like, for, according to Tom, because Ariana and Tom are not going to be getting married, not going to be having children, that, them buying a house together was, like, sort of their big relationship milestone. And that he felt like every time he came to to Jax about the house, that Jax was just complaining about or trying to, like, one-up him. So basically saying, like, oh, well, like, we're going to need more room. We're going to need more square footage. We're going to need more bedrooms because... Um, you know, we're going to have kids. We want to make sure that we haven't, we get a neighbor or we get a house in a nice neighborhood. So like the schools are good and blah, blah, blah. And so Sandoval just felt like he was kind of like one upping, which I mean, can we all see it? We can all see it because as we know, Ariana and Tom were the first ones to buy the house to buy a house. And then I could totally see how Jax would be intimidated by that. Like, no doubt about it. We saw how he acted when he got Tom Tom and he was like, "I would never want to do that. I would never want to like be associated with Lisa." Oh, okay, but you still quote work at Sarah. Okay, Jax. Whatever. Um so then we have um Brittany and Jax talking and and Jax is basically like playing the sympathy card and saying like oh this is my moment like I'm getting married in a month why is Tom Sandoval not here for me and Brittany saying like um <laughs> that that Tom should really be checking in on Jax every now and then. just be calling you every now and again just to ask you how things are going with the wedding what <laughs> I didn't know we were doing that am I supposed to be calling and checking in my friends about how their wedding is going like I don't know. It's silly. Um, then we get Brittany talking. <laughs> it was so funny to me. And Brittany is saying that um, that the guys have both done, Sandoval and Jax have both done shitty things to each other. Then we, she goes, well, Jax has done things wrong to Tom. And then we get this, you know, the clips of the flashbacks of, like, Jax cheating on no, excuse me, Kristen cheating on Tom with Jax when they were together. And then, you know, how Jax didn't wear a condom. Um, you know, Tom was obviously very upset about him not wearing a condom. I don't know why, but we can speculate why. Um, and then we get, and then we get Brittany saying, well, Tom has done things to Jax too. And we, Really, it was just like that scene of Tom punching Jax in response to him fucking his ex girlfriend multiple times without a condom, which I don't really think. I don't know. I feel like, how many times are you allowed to have sex with your friends, your best friend's girlfriend, before you get punched in the face? Is it four? Would it change if if the movie was different? Had it not been Drive? I don't know. Anyway. Then, uh, then we have, um, Brittany just says that like, she thinks that this is not something that is like insurmountable for them, that this is not like a fight that should be ending their whole relationship. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you wanna tell people the big news? by learning positive coping skills and all the tools you need to help you be the best version of yourself. Then we have Saucy, who says she's going to have a talk with Kristen before she leaves to discuss the, quote, lying about Carter. Um, Then we get a scene of Lala going to Villa Rosa, which is LVP's house. And Lisa's, like, gushing over her. She's like, oh, you look like an angel, and I look like a slob. Have you ever, ever in your life heard Lisa Vanderpump say that she looked like a slob? to anybody and especially say that you look so beautiful and I don't never has that happened and why is it happening with Lala <sighs> PJs man PJs will change people's attitude about you it seems <laughs> um, she really seems to be treating Lala like her peer and I think that's very strange do you think it's because she really feels that way do you think it's because she feels like since she's not been not going to be on Beverly Hills anymore, that she's got to like form better relationships with people and that she's kind of kissing Lala's ass. And that's like, maybe she feels like Lala is like the closest one to her in terms of like prestige because she's now wealthy via Rand. Something's going on there. It, it, it was very unsettling to me, <clears throat> but they're having this like heart to heart. Lala's now, um, she had just celebrated seven months of sobriety and she was telling her that like she was trying to make amends with people and that she had a conversation with James or that she wants to have a conversation with James because she feels like James felt abandoned by her to which I say, yeah, girl. <laughs> um, of course he does. Like you came in, you were flirting with him. you, you know, we're making him feel like you guys were soulmates. You guys were making music together. You guys slept together. And then here comes Randy, Randall, and everything's changed. And now he's, you know, just like a flop and he's nothing. And now she's like in the fold with all her friend, with all the whole cast because she's got the money. Katie doesn't think she's a whore anymore and wants to hop into PJ now. And now she doesn't need James. She doesn't need James to like... You know, like when they came on the show, they came on together. They were both sort of the underdogs. They were both coming in, like being big badasses and talking shit about Jacks and Katie, and you know all of these things. And they were really like, you know, Bonnie and Clyde. I'm sure is how <laughs> Lala would describe it. But they were like two peas in a pod. And as soon as she like had her little come up and she got her little range over and it was over and yeah, it's like, of course he feels that way. Um, Lisa says that James needs to get sober. Um, And I think that's, I don't know. I just feel like if you guys are not going to be, I don't know how much James is going to be on the show, but it just felt a little gross to be talking about his sobriety like that, which I have to hand it to Lala. She did say like, it's not my place to be giving people advice about whether or not they should be sober that she just wants to be here for them here for him um then they kind of talk like oh how are we going to integrate lala into this season and we find out that lala is basically going she had been working with the um humane society back in Utah where she's from and that she Lala, <laughs> excuse me, Lisa gives her an opportunity to, um, volunteer at Vanderpump dogs. She says, and her talking head, like, well, I obviously can't expect, um, Lala to hop off the PJ to continue to, you know, host it, sir. So I'm going to like, you know, give her another position that, you know, basically, you know, get, gives her an excuse to be, still be filming. um, that was the end of that scene. And then gosh, what happens next? This is like really an action packed episode. Um, Stasi goes to Kristen's house. Um, she's upset. Kristen also bought a new house, but she's at her apartment packing and she's got a week before she has to move out. Um, Kristen's very upset. We get a flashback to her having a conversation. Um, the hour before with, with Carter that she was crying and basically saying like you know I want to still be physical with you I want to do all these things that we used to but I know that it's not a good look and <laughs> Saucy kind of roast Kristen because she does definitely looks a little road hard and put away wet um just wearing like a jean jacket she's minimal makeup you know the microblading is coming in real strong <laughs> um and she says you know like when basically Kristen dresses by her mood. She's like, if I was in Kristen's situation, I would maybe, like, dress nicely, but basically Kristen dressed like a homeless person the entire episode. Um, She, they, you know, they get into it. They, Sassy confronts Kristen about the fact that he, that Carter is still living with her, and she says, like, she found out that Carter was going to be moving in with one of his friends after um, their lease ends in a week. Um, And Basically, you know, they they hug and they miss each other. It was a pretty quick makeup. Um, but yeah, it's just, you can see that Kristen's actually really struggling. It's You know, I don't think I've ever seen Kristen be vulnerable like this. Like, <laughs> not that I want to, like, add a whole bunch of nuance to Kristen, but I think. We've always always seen her, like, be super strong, badass, lash out at people. Like, we've never really seen her, like, cry and, like, be like, I'm really going through a tough time. Um, So that's, you know, a new side to Kristen. Um, Then we go back to Tom and Katie's house. They're preparing for the... um, what Katie called a house chillin', not a house warming, um, which I guess just means like come comfortable. Like I, I've never gone to a housewarming party where it was anything less than comfortable. But we find out that comfort to the Schwartz Maloney, the Maloney Schwartzes, mean something different because we see Tom come down in in a an updated Bubba dress, <laughs> um, an updated mumu It's a gray striped mumu And I guess he's got shorts under it, but the, the mumu is so long that you can only see the bottom of the shorts. Shorts. Oh, wow. Really dresses like somebody who should be on my 600 pound life. <laughs> basically. Um, shorts dresses like Steven Asante and you can add somebody else about that. um, So the party's in full swing. Katie has loaded up a bunch of um, water guns with vodka to shoot people in the face with later. Um, You know, people are pouring in. Then we get a scene, probably our only scene for the season. Peter, who was thicker than ever, honey, thick Peter arrives (laughs) and he confronts Dana about um, their past hookup in Vegas. Now, if you guys remember, um, last season, the boys had like a Vegas night or weekend and a couple girls came over to the hotel. One of those girls was Dana. Dana, I guess, had a conversation with Tom Schwartz and Sandoval about how TomTom was opening and that's how she got the job at TomTom. But Peter and Dana had a little flirtation and this was so awkward (laughs) because peter was like okay well i'm about to be your manager now that you're going to move over to sir and i just wanted to have this conversation and like get the awkward shit out of the way and dana's like what are you talking about and he was like well we made out she's like we were in the bathroom together we had this whole moment in the bathroom together she's like when i peed and you were in there and she was like well we made out and she was like well you tried to kiss me and I moved away and it was really awkward. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) I hate moments like that, but I live for them. Peter was completely humiliated. He was like, well, just wanted to make sure everything was okay. She's like, yeah, I'm fine, dude, whatever. (laughs) And she basically calls him a pirate, which, you know, fair. Um, Then we get another scene where Max and Brett and Sheena are all talking to each other. And somebody asks Sheena, one of the girls asks Sheena, like, how things are going with Max. Now, Max, Sheena claims that they used to date and that things kind of fizzled out. She doesn't really know what happened. But she claims, like she does with every man that she's desperately in love with, that they're not dating. They're just best friends and they talk every day and then he's coming to palm springs with me next weekend and we're gonna have a whole weekend dana overhears that and she's annoyed because she still has a thing for max um so this comes up later uh then we see brett another it's just like the hits just keep coming was was awkward brett and max are talking and they're basically talking about like which one of us is less interested in sheena (laughs) (laughs) they're in the kitchen having drinks and um basically like brett asks max like what his deal is and they're kind of like feeling each other out katie overhears max calling sheena basically saying that sheena's like boy crazy and that like even though they were kind of like dating things got like really hot and heavy too quickly for him and that like she's just basically really intense and so Katie runs over to Sheena and tells her, like, they're over there talking shit about you. He's saying that you're boy crazy. And Sheena does the very um, normal thing of going over to both of the guys saying, like, I heard you were talking about me. I heard you were calling me crazy. And I just want you to know that I'm not crazy. People used to call me crazy all the time, but I'm not crazy, Okay. <laughs> crying with, like, a Dr. Pepper in her... Or not a Dr. Pepper, a Diet Coke in her hand. That how not crazy she is. She's got the highest little pebbles ponytail. And, you know, these are the moments that I live for. These are the moments that make Vanderpump Rules shine. And I won't hear anything about it. Um, so then they basically just have this, like, highly... Emotional conversation, and they, you know, he promises to still go to Palm Springs with her. They hug. Um, then we get um, Carter, who shows up right after uh, Kristen tells Jax that she doesn't have a boyfriend anymore. Carter walks right in with a plant and makes things very awkward. I stand by the fact. I've said this before, and I'll say it again, that I think Carter is a Boston Terrier of a human, so I don't know if, like, if Kristen forgot to lock the door flap to come over. Like, I don't know how he got over there, but he's here nonetheless. Um, Then we get uh, Katie and Lala. They're talking about Kristen and carter and lala says that she's going to basically confront carter because she feels like carter is a mooch and a sugar baby to kristen and she wants to confront him about it because nobody needs to confront anybody about being a sugar baby more than lala (laughs) god bless um max pulls dana over to the side to ask her for a date he says that now that she's moving over to sir they're like this is something that he's never done but he really wants to see like if they can make up make out or whatever hook up you know what i mean <laughs> make this work basically try and feel each other out um dana shuts him down immediately and he was like yo i heard you know that you're going to palm springs with Sheena, and I'm not trying to play that. Like, if you've got something going on with her, then you need to let me know, and I'm not going to be involved. And he basically tells her, like, no, things are all good, and that they plan on going on the date with each other. Um, She, Dana, says that uh, she is Twitterpated by Max. And with that, Dana confirms that she is going to be a strong member of this episode or the season, the franchise as a whole. Um, I'm seeing it here for Dana. I I love a girl who can do a five letter word. I love a girl who can do a contour and I just appreciate everything that Dana has given us so far. Um, then we get Lala talking to Carter. Um, she basically goes in on him and basically says like, you know, you're taking advantage of the situation. You let Kristen take care of you financially. You live in the home. You let her do this, that, and the third. And, like, it's not okay. Carter basically tells her, you know, like, I do all these things for Kristen. I, well, <laughs> also says in the talking head, she's like, you know, like, I understand what it's like to be in a situation or a relationship where, like, the person makes the, you know, excuse me, where your partner makes most of the money she's like but i contribute i run that household and i give damn good blow jobs i just don't understand what carter's contributing he's not contributing a damn thing and then he tells her like he helped her kate Kristen, with a photo shoot that she had to do and how Kristen, you know basically is kind of playing both sides and saying that Lala, Lala is now confused and she's saying that after having spoken to Carter, that there's like a gray area that she feels like Kristen is not keeping it a hundred, so to speak. She didn't say that I did, (laughs) but you can see her saying that, right? Um, that basically Kristen's not being fully honest about the complications of the gray areas with her relationship with Carter. Um, then we get... Sandoval and Jacks talking. Sandoval meets Jacks by the hot tub, and they're talking. He confronts Jacks about the fact that he keeps one upping him, and then Jacks tries to weasel out of it, and saying like, "Oh, Sandoval, you've been such a bad friend. Like you were ignoring me, and you've been ghosting me." And Tom's like, "I was out of town with my family. I told you I couldn't go." And he pulls out his phone and says. Here's the text of me saying, like, let's get together soon. And Jax is like, oh, I don't remember that. And he's, like, looking at the phone, like, oh, oh, but I did respond, yeah, didn't I? <laughs> and Jax basically has to stand down, like, the proof is right there on his phone that, like, Tom is not this big asshole that Jax is making out to be. He's not been ghosting. He's been doing the best he could. He's like, Tom is like, I don't even know what a pre-bachelorette bachelor party is. Why I should be expected to go for this. And if I can't go, why I would then be demoted. Um, So they, you know, they make up. He's back now up to groomsman status. And things are good between Jax and Sandoval for now. Um, I don't know how long that lasts, but I guess we'll see. Um, Then we get Kristen and Carter. Um, Kristen had overseen Carter and Lala speaking, so she goes to ask him, like, what it is that Lala said. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Um, then Kristen goes to Lala and Lala basically is like, basically from what I've heard Carter talk about, I feel like you haven't been honest about your relationship and she calls her a liar. Then they kind of get into it. Um, I don't know if Kristen had like a filler or if it's just like the microblading and the filler and the Botox, but her eyebrows were like two inches puffed out of her head. <laughs> the poor thing. Um, the Botox is Poppington and, then they start to argue about like whether or not Kristen's being honest, basically. And Kristen calls Lala bitch. Lala gets up and is like, "I'm not going to be talked to like that." Um, she goes, "I will not be spoken down to by the sugar mama who I'm just trying to save her from her disaster of a relationship." <laughs> the lack of self awareness is why. This show is just amazing, and things don't. Things just keep getting worse. Katie runs up for no goddamn reason and says, like, Kristen, nobody's attacking you. And then she proceeds to scream in her ear for several minutes about how nobody's attacking Kristen and how, um, you know, how all of the situation is bullshit. And. How Kristen has been calling people a bad friend, but she's really the bad friend. And that, um, you know, Katie just wants better for Kristen. And that's basically the end of the episode. Um, I thought it, like I said before, I I think it was solid. I am all for it. Um, Another thing that I wanted to address, however, was watch what happens live last night. Jax and Brittany were on and a girl asked a very, what I thought was fucking a weird question was basically just like, do you think that the reason why Sandoval has kind of separated from you is because like her in her theory, and this was a wild thing to even say that she feels like Sandoval feels like he's falling back behind Jax and Schwartz because Ariana doesn't want to get married or have kids and that somehow this manifests into Sandoval feeling left behind, according to her or falling behind. And maybe that's like, basically like, do you think that Sandoval's jealous of you? (sighs) This was not the answer that I expected because Jax under his breath says, Oh, well, Ariana likes women. What? First of all, we knew that she's been an open bisexual on the show for years. Secondly, to like intimate, like, oh, I think she's gay. And that's why she doesn't want to, like, have children or have uh, be married to Tom. Like, Jax, you are the least evolved person on the show. And I think it's fair to say that Ariana is streets ahead of most of the cast members in terms of, like, her relationship to the... LGBT community because she's in it, but also because she's a smart person with an open mind. And for (sighs) the the suggestion that like that Ariana of all people would be like so closeted (laughs) that she would like continue to be in a relationship with somebody despite the fact that she is a lesbian in 2020 is like preposterous. It is so freaking gross and i i'm here to say i think Jax has been doing this like on social media like oh i'm a nice guy i just live in suburbs and me and my wife and oh traffic's so bad i'm just and i'm a christian now and oh miss sherry i'm so sorry you're saying that your wife is that your daughter's hot blah 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 this is all bullshit and i think that Jax is crumbling, cracking at the seams at every moment. I think he's just a flop. He's just such a flop. I thought it was such a gross, horrible thing to say. So fuck Jacks forever. You guys, I I will catch you guys next week. <sighs> We're going to be having a great time. I hope you guys enjoyed the Vanderpump reunion or re- <laughs> Vanderpump Rules premiere as much as I did and but you guys let me know let me know how you feel send me dms emails whatever let me know thank you guys for listening thank me for speaking I love y'all